Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, April 15th, 2022. Well, that's right, everybody. It's not just any Friday. It is the Friday we call Good Friday. And we call it Good Friday because we remember the death of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins that happened on a Friday almost 2,000 years ago. Uh, The day that our sin was atoned for, uh, the day that Jesus declared on the cross, it is finished. And it is always interesting to think about Good Friday. Well, in some level, this is the worst thing that ever happened. The Son of God, the Messiah, was crucified. How in the world can that be good? Well, actually, we read a passage in Scripture today that reminds us of why that is good and how Jesus, even ahead of time, saw the cross as a good thing. So it's in God's providence today, we're looking at John 12, 20 through 50. And as we look at these verses, we're going to see Jesus speak about his suffering. And we see this as some Greeks start looking for Jesus here. And his disciples come and tell him this. And then Jesus responds in verse 23 by saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now, we see there Jesus speaking of this picture of the grain of wheat falling into the earth and dying, right? The grain of wheat isn't going to produce fruit in your hand or if you put it on your counter. No, you've got it's got to be buried in the ground. It has to die, so to speak, so that then it can produce fruit. And Jesus is saying that's the same way it works spiritually. And first and foremost, he is speaking of himself. And even notice, he thinks of this as a good Friday because he calls it the hour for the Son of Man to be glorified. He was pointing to his crucifixion when he talked about being glorified and saying, no, I have to die in order to bear fruit. And that's where, that doesn't mean that even though it was a good Friday, it that doesn't mean it was an easy Friday. Because even Jesus says, now is my soul troubled. It was troubled thinking about what was coming. And he says, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come into this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And so there, even lifted up that kind of double meaning that John and Jesus love in the Gospel of John, lifted up, referring to his glorification, but also to physically being lifted up on a cross. 
And so we see Jesus looking at his death and saying, no, that's the way it's designed to be. I am supposed to die unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies. It can't bear any fruit. That Jesus did not see suffering as something disconnected from even his glory. No, it was through suffering that he would be glorified. And that's something we need to remember this Good Friday. Let's call it Good Friday and not be ashamed of it. Jesus called it good, right? He referred to it as the moment of his glorification. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that we realize that there aren't sad elements and tragic elements to what happened on Good Friday, but we see that God was working through it all. And so I hope that just prompts you to think deeply about the crucifixion of Christ and to see his sacrifice and to see all the fruit that has been born from it. If Jesus did not die on the cross, you would not be saved. If Jesus did not die on the cross, the peop- the person that led you to Christ would not be saved and the person that, that led them to Christ and no one would be saved. He gave his life and there has been an incredible harvest that has been reaped uh, in the name of the crucified Christ. And so stop, take some time today, consider the power of the crucifixion, consider for a moment the glory of the cross. That the cross was something that was meant to show the glory of Jesus Christ. And then the suffering was a part of that. May we sing, Oh, the glory of the cross. It might seem foolish to the world, but we will praise God. We will glory in the cross this Good Friday. But also, we see Jesus, he doesn't just talk about this for himself, he clearly holds this out as a pattern for us. He he is calling us to follow follow this same pattern, that whole image of the grain of wheat falling into the earth. He he goes on in the next verses to really apply that to us as well. And even in verse 26, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And consider also what Jesus says in the other gospels, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And that's where suffering and our own glorification will go together. We should not run away from suffering. We must realize, no, if I'm going to bear fruit in my life, I must die. And even if that's the daily dying to myself and denying myself, or whether that is at some point dying for the sake of the gospel, and even just consider the stories of martyrs all throughout church history and how when they died, it actually served to further the cause of the gospel. We have nothing to fear. We don't need to run away from suffering. We can follow the pattern of Jesus. And if you remember at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, that's actually what we talked about last year on Good Friday, that image of taking up our cross. And we kind of used cross as an acronym to the things that we have to give up um, to follow Christ, give up control, all right? That he is Lord. He is the boss. So not us. That's part of, you know, being buried in the earth and dying is I'm not in control of my life anymore. Jesus Christ calls the shots and what he says I'm going to do. We talked about how you have to give up your own righteousness. You have to admit, I need a savior. And that's a huge stumbling block for so many. For them to admit, I needed somebody to die on the cross because I'm that big of a sinner. We talked about giving up the opinion of the world. That especially 
throughout history, and we're going to start seeing this even more in our culture. If you want to follow Christ, if you want to take a stand for Christ, that's going to be very, very much at odds with the opinion of the world. And so you can't try to, well, I want the world to think well of me. No, I care what Christ thinks. And we talked about also giving up sin and self, right? We have to let go of, of sin. We can't hold on to it. We have to let go of just our own selfish desires. It's not about me. I, I have for all intents and purposes died, and now I live to serve my Lord Jesus Christ and to serve the people that he has put in my life. So we have to give up control, righteousness, opinion of the world, sin, and self. So those are two great things to think about this Good Friday, the example of Jesus Christ, first and foremost, that he died, he gave up his life so that we could be saved. There was so much fruit from him being buried, dying and being buried in the earth, but also how he uses that as a template for us uh, to follow in that same path. And suffering and glory are not things that, you know, are are separate. In Jesus' minds, they go together. And in our minds, we should put them together as well. And I hope that that encourages us this Good Friday. And we also read Judges 7 and 8 today. Uh, And Judges 7, it includes some familiar things, you know, with Gideon's army being whittled down uh, from over 30,000 to 300. I mean, man, that is really, you know, cutting things down. But again, remember, why did God do this? He did this so that he would get the glory. He didn't want Israel boasting, saying, oh, we did this ourselves. And he does this to make a point. No, I'm the one that is going to deliver you. And so just even as we read that familiar account, let's not miss that clear point in the text that the point of all of this wasn't, you know, some cool story about, you know, people drinking water and whittling it down to 300. No, it's uh, it's really about God and his glory. Uh, to God be the glory, great things he has done. All right, that should be the cry of our hearts in any victory we are a part of in the Christian life. It's not, hey, look at me. It's, hey, look at what God did. And that is something that should ring true for us. And it's especially on today of all days. With our salvation, none of it is, hey, look at me. It's really, look at what God has done through Jesus Christ. To him be all the honor and all the glory, both now and forever. And so I do want to invite you to join us as we remember Good Friday again tonight. I will be meeting at Pathways Middle School, Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley at 5.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. And we will be reflecting on the death of Christ and what that means for us. I hope it is a powerful time and I would love to see you there this Good Friday. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.